0: So we are an acid, we have two, you know, Olympic level jugglers in front of us uh. doing tricks and shit. And when other people start um, hearing that these guys are there, everybody else that has a, a hacky sack or a frisbee or any sort of athletic ability kind of gravitates towards them. And so all of a sudden I'm in the middle of just, just a gigantic circus. Cav- Cav-
1: Cav- from candy bank. from the candy pan. Can I get a what what,
2: Skate through and check it when the nuts buzz. Push a man a cuss, trust, project to the trust fund. Love Jones gotta call his bitch live. Define your relationship with that nigga. Throw pepper crazy. Say love and tell her you ain't gotta do that, baby. In a drink because he come too. With a nigga in the Eddie Murphy, ball jump suit. You got a friend, looking for a joke. But shaking everybody. It's your boy Twan murder. All up on these ones and twos. Gonna turn it down a little bit for you. Um. Hmm,
1: hmm.
2: Uh yeah, I'm back. I've been doing a lot of episodes this week. Not a lot. Um three. I guess I'm releasing 3 this week and that I'm doing a lot this week is what I should say. Don't get it twisted, see. I'm not I'm not as cool as I like to sound or seem. Uh that's not true. I'm actually pretty cool. That's also not true. I'm not cool. I don't know. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. I'm high as shit. I don't know if you guys heard me, but I took a big old bong rip. Not even a big old bong. I got a little bongy. I got I got my little bong, um, a little zong, a half z. It's like a little song. Oh y'all hear that? Big ass truck outside my house. Jesus, that's fucking loud, huh? Most of y'all probably can't even fucking tell until I say something. But that's how I do it on this podcast. What's interesting is I don't mind my singing voice when I do dumb shit like that for some weird reason. But then when like I have to sit down and like try and sing sing for my recordings and shit, I hate it. I mean, I've gotten okay with just hearing my own voice like this. Man, in general, who oh, Ugh. Ugh, outside of this, I'll I just have to get there, huh? I also have to just learn how to sing, too. I guess that's the other hard part. I'm not a good singer. And the even worse is like, I'll, uh, oh, what's really tough is I'll hear myself singing on my headphones. I'll be like, okay, that's all right. That's okay. And then I take it and I play it out of just regular speakers. I'm like, oh my God, I hope nobody ever hears this. I don't want anyone to ever hear my voice. This is the worst but uh bill bill phil coors um kind of just put me up to this challenge of like creating stuff like once a week doing one one make a song or do something once a week so i'm trying to do that here's this little guy i let him outside and now he wants back inside in and out in and out huh ziggy you're just in and out all day oh well whatever one second I apologize for that, folks. I had to close the door. Ziggy being fucking a turd, turd blossom. Mm, I'm sure most of y'all don't even really give a shit. You know how I know? Because most of y'all don't really give a shit. It's okay. I don't blame you. Or maybe I do. I just sit here and I blame all
1: y'all for my problems.
2: The whole world. whole world is my problem. <clears throat> uh... That actually might be accurate. I hate everything. Nah, nah, uh. nah. It's so so bold to just say you hate everything. So maybe I don't hate everything. I hate a lot of things. Because that is... What I do is I just... I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Hater. I'm a hater. I'm a hater. Hater. Um... I don't know if I'm still as much of a hater, but I'm definitely straight haterate on some shit. Mm, for the most part, though, we, uh you know, I guess I'm just getting over it. Maybe I'll get over it. Maybe I won't. A whole lot of dumb shit going on right now. You guys hear my rap music in the background? That's not my rap music. That's just music I listen to. I can hear it going off. I think Ziggy put the headphones on, and now he's jamming out. Wow, uh, this week, I guess I don't really, I don't have a whole lot to say, guys, um, because I've been doing these intros, one for every uh, episode. So it was like Lexus, two for Lexus, one for Royer, one for uh, Mister Negative Steve, and I don't know what the fuck to talk about. I feel like I got all of it out in my other ones, but maybe not. Oh, you know what? Shout out to my brother. Um, This broadcast brought to you by a uh, couple of things. I'll, you know what? I'll shout out to Big Pine because they always, I guess, I guess, I guess I'll just have to support them and tell them go to Big Pine. Everybody go have fun at Big Pine. Look for me. Bring me drugs. Let's do drugs. Let's all have fun at Big Pine. Uh, other shout out. Hold on. Let me get a sip. Another shout out out there um, to my brother. Uh, I think you know, just going with the whole motif of just hating everything. Man, him and I, yeah. I I need to spend more time with him. I I realize that all the time when I don't hang out with my brother, or when when I do hang out with my brother, afterwards I'm like, man, I should I should really spend more time hanging out with that guy. Uh. So, yeah, there's that. I need to I need to do more of that. I need to be hanging out with that uh that fool more often cuz uh we get along. I don't know why I thought that would be weird, but him and I definitely um go down our Darth Hater roads together and just like, why do people got to be like people? And why do people got to fuck up my day being people? Oh, excuse me. Keep burping. I had a, did I even have a soda today? Just staying off that soda. Trying to stay off that soda. Keep banging into this microphone stand. I'm having... I'm just having a rough go of it. And again, this is a seven-minute intro, so... Can't be that terrible, right? <coughs> Man. Coughing. I haven't even smoked... Well, I did smoke weed. I was going to say, I haven't even hit it yet. I'm literally holding holding my little... My little piece in my hand, waiting to take another hit. So I'm gonna do that. You think that's like disrespectful? Just be smoking weed on here, while you guys are listening. Take like a cube, like a. How, long, how many seconds do you think that was? Like five, five seconds to just let me just sit back and take this big old hit to the head. Is that rude? Is that rude to you guys? Is that rude to everybody who's to who's involved? Because I'll tell you right now, I don't give a fuck if I'm rude about that shit. Everything else, you can tell me, Anthony, you know, hey, 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 cool it. Stop being such a douche. But this one, y'all can't have. You can't have this one. This is my podcast. You can go fudge yourself because I ain't having it. All right. I'm I'm getting... I'm getting just, just out of... <laughs>
0: <coughs>
2: see what happens? You see what happens? That's what happens. I start going on a roll. I start getting crazy. Next thing I know, I'm having to take a hit on my Gatorade here. Mmm... Y'all hear that? It's tasty. I call that the evangelista. You do... It depends on which way you wanna do it. Uh, I'm not even 100% certain on which. Like I can't remember exactly how Nathan does it to the point now. But uh, what you do this version of it for me that I did today was uh, you go to you go to Circle K. You fill up your they don't even call them polar pops now. They call them an epic size drink. It's, yeah, um, FYI, it's the same thing as your old Polar Pop. They're just now paying, you're making, you're paying 25 cents more for it. It's called an extra large, they call it Epic XL. I think that's how capitalism works. You sell something for 69 cents for three years. And then overnight, take those cups and just change all of them in color and rebrand them as Epic XLs, and then charge 25 more cents on it. And, uh, yeah, you're basically, at that point, dude, that's 25% gross profit on top of something. Like, literally, nothing has changed other than they've rebranded these cups. They're not bigger, nothing. And now they're 99 cents. So... And you know, we're not going to, nobody's going to go out there and burn down the streets for a dollar Polar Pop, right? We, I mean, we should. We should all rise up and destroy our Circle K overlords, but we won't. But just so you know, your Polar Pop went from 69 cents to 99 cents. That's a 20, 20 cent increase for nothing. Like nothing has been changed. Nothing has been done. All those machines are the same. And they went through their remodel and upgrades with those shits being cheap. So at this point, all their Circle Ks that have been upgraded and remodeled, and now they're just putting a little bit extra on. They're just putting that little bit of extra on you. I'm over it. You know, I'm I'm sitting here complaining about this shit, but. Uh, what have I done about it? Like I literally went there and bought a ninety, 90- th- and I was so mad. I was like, "Dude, this is ninety nine cents now. What the?" <laughs> I wasn't so mad. I shouldn't say that. That so fucking petty and stupid. I was so mad. Oh my god, I was so stinking mad by my ninety nine cents Excel fucking drink. No, um, I, uh, I was perturbed. I was just like, "Dude, I can see this shit. Y- I see what y'all did. Y'all didn't fucking." You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I know. I see ya. I see ya. Good on ya for trying to get one up on me. But I see it. So I paid the dollar. I paid the dollar six. And I walked out the door. And as I'm drinking... Oh, I didn't even tell you what the Evangelista is. Sorry. (laughs) Look, I was on a rant. I was all angry. Let me... Which which do I finish? Do I finish the rant? Or do I fucking tell you about the Evangelista?
1: Oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, Oh...
2: Point being, I'm gonna just start going to QT. Fuck Circle K on so many levels. I hate them uh, on principle alone. No matter what, I'm just not gonna buy anything. Um, I'm just I'm just gonna tell people like fuck them. They are the worst. They are the I don't I don't understand how you can have how is every shift ch- cashier change shift how is it that I can come in at any point throughout the day every hour of the day somebody's counting down their drawer and why are there five people behind the counter not doing anything Uh, I don't and then one person running the register um, that's fucking annoying and then even though they're running the register they can't run two registers at once like QT dude I'm just saying y'all never gonna be as good as QT and that's my loyalty now QT or anything else, uh, and I really hate that Circle K is buying everything, they are buying, they are just purchasing, I can't go, everything is, I can't just, so I have to either go to a QT or legitimately for, look for something, like, Chevron, there's Chevrons and shells out here, but yeah, fuck UK, giving you the big old middle finger, bitches, bullshit, um... Oh, now that I'm over that, I guess maybe I am. <laughs> the Evangelista. You do it. It depends on who you go to, right? Maybe I could just call these the the Murderous, the Twans now, because he does it a little bit different. But I got the idea from him, so that's why I always called it this. You you mix the blue Powerade and the green Gatorade, lemon lime. Is that even green? Is it what color is that? Yellow guess it's more yellow than green. Um, But yeah, you do. Today's mixture was two-thirds blue Powerade, one-third lemon lime Gatorade. Man, I can't tell you how good that is. It is fucking ridiculous how tasty that is. Let me go ahead and get another hit of it. Mm. Today's episode brought to you by Nathan Evangelista's Concoction. Uh not brought to you by circle k if i'm gonna give a shout out to anybody it's gonna be the qt this episode not brought to you by qt but should be because i will eat dude i had their breakfast pizza the other day <laughs> it's so good man that you can go get a personal one you know what that shit is i used to make it for myself man now i don't have to do that country gravy over pizza crust cheese sausage and bacon and eggs you know how much work that is to do at home <laughs> to make all that shit and then bake it. Man, I go to QT, shit's on lock. They got it for me. When they weren't making pan pizzas of that or the slices and selling the slices of the breakfast pizza, I was going in there legitimately buying whole pizzas. I guess not when they weren't selling slices. Before the pan pizzas, I was just like, fuck it, I can't do one slice. Give me a whole. Give me a whole za. I'm going to take that bitch home. Yesterday, I was all kinds of fucked up from it, too. My heartburn was running rampant. That shit was, ah, uh, Luda. Uh, I'm trying to use this new thing, saying Luda and instead of redonculous or Cray or Absurd. Because that shit's ludicrous. That is ludicrous. I think ludicrous already does that for his own shit. So I'm just kind of I'm piggybacking on him at this point. By just saying that's Luda, <sighs> man, I can still hear my rap going in the background. If y'all, if y'all probably turned your shit up like mm, way up, you probably it would probably yeah, you guys would you could probably hear it. Um, I can hear Kendrick Lamar, humble, playing in the background. All right, let's go ahead and get this episode started. I've already wasted enough of your time. There's no. Honestly, there's no real adverts. I just keep promoting Big Pine because I will be there, and it should be a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to my brother again. This this episode brought to you by him. Oh, man. Ooh. Burping. Every time I bring my brother up, I just burp. That's crazy. Um, yeah. This episode is pretty fun with Steve We get high And uh, you can tell Towards the end there We definitely start uh, Trailing off into the the pot trails (laughs) The man I'm stoned and I'm tired But all in all It was fun I love hanging out with Steve Uh, Steve's a a fun dude Even though his name is Negative Steve Which I guess I mean he explains where he got that name Uh, But he's um, how how would you describe his negativity? It's not he. I. He, he's just not negative. Uh, he can be. We shit on a lot of stuff, which is fun. But he's you know he's like my favorite type of shit on you. Sh- he's not my. Fa- <laughs> he's my favorite type of person to shit on things with. <laughs> this is what I meant to say. <laughs> oh man you know what that's the perfect way to get this thing going you idiots i hope you enjoy this one it was a lot of fun we did it outside. The run
1: like pace the Gurney. you want to beat Cavity from the candy paint. Yo, this is Tom Frank. I turn around like what you think. Dip the butter, super lace. Turn up the knock Nakamichi when I floss. You gotta see me. Gotta throw my work around. So my worker work around. Cavity from the candy bank. I like to blow, dang. Take down the whole drink. Drive at a fast pace. Cavity from the candy bank. I like to blow, dank. Take down the whole drink. Drive. Game shooting, calculating, and computing. Mac, the most million dollar mouthpiece. I do it moving. Do it to them. Add more members to my movement. stand campaigning and recruiting. Chassis shoes they ain't stupid. Sucker sad. Mark's mad cause they bought them. Bitch been boosted. I'm cutthroat Mac. I get the scratch before I goose it. Remix it, reloop it. Now she on some new shit. New Mac and new money, new whips and all the cool shit. So corny clowns chatting to her now is quite useless. Her study my every word like. Creature on the pulpit church Don't come at Cuddy wrong Or you will get murked I clapped you in the head If Nicotine don't get you first In the crest turf turf, We hit him where it hurts Gangsta Mac f your head To describe me with two words So yeah, nigga he out for a couple of months and, and he'll come
0: back he, text, sure. he texted me back When I texted him happy 9-11 So yeah, I know he's yeah. still alive Right. He hasn't uh yeah, as so, far as you
2: know, he's not dead.
0: Yeah, it's maybe it's maybe it's a T one thousand impersonating it.
2: Is T one thousand the second? Was that? Yeah, that was, was that Terminator two. Uh, uh, that was
0: T two. Yeah, I think uh, Arnold was T eight hundred, and then Jason Patrick was T one thousand, and then um, it doesn't really matter after that.
2: Yeah, Terminator three was really bad. Did you like the ones with Christian um, Bale? the salvation and the uh, Genesis uh,
0: the first one I saw and I honestly did, didn't leave an impression on me one way or the other um and then I didn't see the last one I liked the uh the TV series the Sarah Connor Chronicles that was fun and that was uh, yanked too soon I like all of them
2: I mean no I don't that's a lie
0: <laughs> I, got, I got really zealous there for a second oh, I like all of them No, that's not true um I like all of them. Uh, you know, I don't like all of them, but I like the first two enough to kind of carry through the rest of them. those were damn good movies.
2: See, and that... Okay, so that goes back to what we were kind of talking about before... Uh, before I got everything set up, was like... I'm trying to just create... Instead of building out my own server...
0: and Right having a bunch of movies oh just have them all digitally in the cloud so to speak and let somebody else host them for you
2: yeah and that that host is amazon all right and it's only because like so what i did i realized how much i was spending i was spending somewhere between like 35 and 50 dollars a month on like my basically micro microtrans- transactions in in the amazon prime app right I had like HBO which was $15 a month on top of the Amazon Prime that I'm paying which is $10 a month so there's 25. Right. Then stars is a 7.99, there's $33. Showtime is another 7.99, that's like $41. Then Shutter I'm paying another 5 for IFC was another and I'm like fuck dude, I'm spending and it's and honestly it was because each time I signed up for it it was like there was one movie in the collection that I was looking for that I wanted to watch. Right. I was like, oh these yeah. guys these guys have it, so I'll I'll just remember to cancel. <laughs> and I don't, and the next thing I know, and the weird thing was is the way I was setting it up, it would be all of them were, would be staggered out. So it was basically Amazon was just taking five, seven, fifteen dollars every week, like just at random times that I wouldn't notice enough but as a whole it was accumulating so my i had noticed like a lot of those movies that i really wanted to watch where like i could buy them for 5.99 three dollars like i bought the aqua teen hunger force movie for a dollar 99. okay and i was like man this is awesome so my my purpose is to basically accumulate as many of the movies like i want all i call them the club bangers all the movies i ever want to watch that right. I, I that will that, that will never get old for me get all of those like um like i told you today i got galaxy quest million million dollar right there just yeah. great and then i actually got for uh like 399 was uh i think it was 399 was the extended cut of gladiator
0: okay so also like, a fun film
2: yeah so like And then what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to buy, in the future, my intent is to get, like, a tablet that is just strictly my, like, entertainment tablet. Right. Because I'm going to move into the woods again. Okay. So, what I'm going to do, like, the Amazon um, Prime Video app will allow you to uh, download the films. Right. You have to use the app, but it'll let you download it. So... I'm basically my intent is to get a collection of movies, put a big old SD card in, in into a tablet, and then just throw all my movies on it, have a big old collection, and be done with it.
0: And I think I I, I come I come at it from the opposite end, and maybe that's because you know I'm pretty much situated, whereas you're a little more mobile. But
2: uh... is that Richard? Yep. What up, dog? You can come out.
0: Uh, no, man. I'm just gonna close the door here. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So I have a lot. Of, you know, the what you call the the bangers. I've got like physical copies of. Right. And so I'll keep. You know. Um. You know, King Kong and uh, Terminator Two and, and yeah. you know, the ones that uh, that I will never get sick of watching. Mm-hmm. And I've got those, so I can you know, uh, I can watch those no matter what. Uh, even if I don't, you know, cables out, I can still just pop in the Blu-ray player. Uh, the, the streaming services are for the things that I'm just going to watch once and, you know, that was fun. What's next? You know. Um, and see, I, that's the thing. is I like if,
2: if the tablet go, like if the power goes out on my tablet, I'll have all the movies on, on it as well. Right. So it's like, is that toss-up, like when the solar flare comes, are my DVDs going to be working? Or is right. it like... Well, tablet. when the solar
0: flare comes, we've got bigger fish to fry than uh, whether or not I can watch Animal House.
2: I don't know, man. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to be doing acid and watching Stripes when the fucking aliens come. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not true. No. I just watched Stripes recently, and that was a rather, uh, it was an interesting film. I don't, I wouldn't say that it couldn't be made today. It's just, it was a, uh, I don't know. I didn't, there
0: was, I got chuckles out of it. Right. The army is not nearly as much fun now as it was in the seventies. Seventies, so. just being in the army was a laugh riot. I guess so. I just mean, between some <laughs> yeah, between stripes and mash and the deer hunter, it was just a bucket of laughs. Do laughs come in a bucket? I don't know. No, so. I think it's a barrel. Barrel. Of of, uh, barrel of monkeys.
2: That's it. Bucket of laughs. I don't know. you can have a bucket of laughs.
0: That's uh, naming my new comedy club the Bucket of Laughs.
2: Oh God, I hope that
0: fails. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry Well I know someone I'm not asking to invest
2: No that's fair enough Dude I don't have anything to invest <laughs> I'd be investing my time Hey can you come help me with this Sure thing Time is money That's fair Yo can I have one of these you I have man. not had one in a long time I want to see if I hate this uh, I hope you do I hope I do too it's been And a... I hope your club fails I hope my Well <laughs> I mean it probably will I, w- I don't think I would ever want to run a club, because to be honest, like I don't like dealing with comedians, right? And like I see what I see what comedy club owners deal with when it comes to dealing with comedians. I'm like, oh fuck all of that. And then on top, and then not only that, on top of that, you have to deal with like drunk normal people coming in, buying booze, acting like assholes. Like fuck that.
0: And I, after a comedy off Main Street died, I briefly considered, you know. Doing something like that to fill the void, because I really liked having a place like that. But uh, nah, that sounds like work.
2: And see, that was the thing about drinking joke was that 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 was my call. I've said this a million times. You can go back and listen to it on other episodes. That was my call and response to Sydney. Like I liked having I liked having a place. I wanted to have a place where I could go smoke and get wasted and try and do stand up. Right. And the early Toso's Sydney wanted to run a tight ship. He was
0: like, "You're out I here." I don't actually know Sydney. You don't remember Sydney Smith? I'm, I I remember him. I don't know him. I think I've maybe seen him once. Okay, so like he
2: he would have us like do pre-show meetings, and me and Vince used to say fuck all to that. Yeah, I'm all, like, I'm not already. Yeah. So, but like he would always like sit with all the comics and be like, "You're out here to like get better, like do better at this." And all in all, he was right. I just didn't like his approach and I don't like I don't like people telling me what the fuck to do in particular comedy because that was my big like ooh I gotta do what the fuck's ever this is right. my big
0: this is my I've got big my, fuck f- my five my five to seven minutes to say whatever the fuck I want to say
2: yeah and don't tell me how I prepare for it don't tell me getting drunk or high is like not a good idea let me figure that out for myself
0: well I think one of the problems with comedy is that not everybody realizes that not everybody wants to headline madison square garden right i am perfectly content with uh you know going out and doing a, a free thursday show every once in a while i don't plan on uh you know hitting the chuckle hut in lincoln nebraska <laughs> or you know, any of that shit and if, if that's what you want you know more power to you but uh that's not what i want and don't impress your you know and because I don't want to headline the Chuckle Hut in Lincoln, Nebraska, I don't feel that I need to constantly work on my craft. I can instead, you know, hang out on the patio and chain smoke with my friends.
2: Yeah, man, and that's what I wanted. We drink and joke. I was like, I'm gonna have a spot where the intent is to get fucked up and try and do comedy, get as fucking hammered and drunk and high and stupid and go up and just experiment with it. Because there was so. What happened to me, and I'll try and make this what a short happened
0: one. to you, yeah, Anthony? Yeah.
2: In a short, as quick as I can make this, like I was listening to this podcast about with uh the guy who played Pootie Tang, and okay. um, he was kind of an improv guy before right. he really got in a stand up. And one of the things he talked about is um, him and his old buddies when they used to do comedy together, they would go and just like fuck around on stage. Oh, yeah, So like one of the things. Like, one guy, he said, ended up doing his whole set underneath the piano. Like, just crawled up under it. One got up on stage and just did his whole set to the wall, like, behind the curtain. And I thought that shit was fascinating. Like he And his premise was, like, use the space. Right. Because you, you're a comic, you have all this stage space. Like, use it. And he was, like, trying to apply some, some acting to, to comedy. And I thought that was really fascinating. So, like... I, at that time, that was when I was doing Copper Blues and getting just shwasty fucking drunk and trying to do comedy, and there was a lot of times where I was trying to experiment with stuff like that, and it just didn't quite quite work, and I, I felt like drinking joke could be the, the right place, like your home base to go right. up and just say just, and do yeah, whatever just, the you, fuck you, you, you want.
0: Your, your version of a safe space
2: yeah oh yeah oh yeah that's why like i mean this and i know this is gonna sound like bad because enough women have heard this but when when female friends in the comedy community would approach me and say it's like it's really hard to like get shows i'd be like just make your own right and you know it sounds harsh and it sounds shitty and chauvinist where i was coming from on that was because i felt like that's what i did like I just went, like I barely knew Nate at the time. Right. One day we hung out and we smoked weed. and I was like, "Hey, I got this idea for a show. You interested?" And he ran with it, you know. Well, and, like, and, like, and, and shout Dana. out. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say shout out to uh, the Bro Show, uh, Courtney and uh, Kim and Leslie and Dana. You know, they put together their own thing, and um, they, uh, you know, they they seem to be doing really well, and they they. Uh, you know, they learned the true meaning of comedy, and their friendship seems to have been lost over it.
2: Wait, what? What?
0: Well, it's now it's down to, to Courtney and Dana. I have no idea what happened between the four of them, but uh, Kim's no longer doing comedy, and Leslie, like, won't speak to them, so... Oh, wow! So that's, 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 you know, that's, that's, true. that's true comedy right there. You're losing friends <sighs> over it. Yeah, right. Lives are ruined.
2: <laughs> I mean, but does it have to be that way?
0: It doesn't have to be, but that seems to be the way it is.
2: Is that? Do you think that's like emblematic or symptomatic of people in the comedy community, or is that?
0: I think just people. So- I don't think it's. I, I I don't think people in the comedy community are any different than people outside the comedy community, except uh, in in some cases funnier. But uh, you know, I've seen the the exact same shit go down in in nerd community. Um, it, it's all because kind it's, of... Because
2: it's all... Everything's high school when you start getting Yeah, it's all...
0: It, yeah, exactly. It's all high school. It all comes down mm-hmm. to... Uh, and that's just human nature, you know. Um, you have... Once you have a large enough group of people that there start to be cliques and scapegoats, I think, it just starts evolving. Because, you know, naturally, yeah, there are 24, you know, 24 comedians in a, in a club, but there's only like four or five of them that I really am comfortable talking to. So we're going to start hanging out. And then, you know, the football guys are going to go over there and the the four of them are going to form a clique where uh, they just uh, hang out and talk about football. And, you know, it's the way of the world.
2: (laughs) Tribalism. Yeah. I don't know, man. I always felt like the kid. But see, I guess this is where I just come from. I always felt like the kid that floated amongst all the groups. And I feel like if everybody could do that, we could all just get along.
0: Yeah, but not everybody could do that.
2: Why not? Like, everybody can't just get along with everybody? Hold Aww. your hold your rage inside? Obviously
0: not. Well, <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, when you're dealing with comedians, I mean, comedians are just broken people anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and e- e- even the most stable of them, there is nothing sane about the urge to go up in front of strangers and try to make them laugh.
2: You think so? I think there's a lot of sanity that, going back to your tribal idea, there's uh, jokers, uh, there are... Uh, in Hopi tradition, um, there's storytellers. Uh, the purpose of getting around everybody and entertaining them that has been around forever. I don't. I don't think that's something. If you're going to talk about human nature, I think the.
0: All right. Fair enough.
2: I think. Right. I think the what where we struggle on a uh, me and Lexus were kind of talking about this is like the internal ego is what most comedians have that would quote-unquote i think make them kind of crazy that that desire to be the person to get up in front of everybody and make them laugh
0: well there can be
2: kind of a rampant thing to really try and keep in check
0: right well and there's always yeah there's always the uh the jockeying for the position and bucking heads and uh, you know and, and I mean you know, when I started comedy that was my goal on every show is I don't want to be the worst person on this show. Oh yeah um, you know I, I don't have to be great. I just don't want to be memorably bad and so that's just a matter of going through I was like well I'm better than that guy at least I was better than that guy or that guy bombed thank you so I, you know so my, my, my shitty set doesn't look so bad See and it's okay. always you know putting putting a, you know that's an easy way to, to get your ego boost is putting someone else down.
2: But see in actuality though I think we know to some degree really your mindset should have been the only person I'm going up against is myself going in right
0: there. Should and that's been. the
2: health, that's the healthy way right that's the like if you're if your ego's in check and you're, it's like I'm going in here and I'm just
1: I'm battling me. Right. I'm the only one that I have to fight. Well,
0: and there's, you know... Mom's the,
1: spaghetti. I'm I, I,
0: Ideal versus actual. I mean, ideally, yeah. we should all just be, you know, rational fucking adults and not uh, not do shitty things. But uh, we still do.
2: Yeah, man. How do we uh, stop that?
0: Yeah. I mean, rationally, we we, we we both know that smoking these cigarettes is not something we should be doing. And yet we do it. People just people are done. That's
2: yeah, whew, that's a tough one though, because with the cigarette, the reason why it's dumb is that because it it takes away from our mortality, but at the same time, mortality is fleeting anyway. Right. So it's a uh, this is another conversation I had was the when my brain broke and I was looking at the world like. This was back in college. I was trying to contemplate infinity too much. And then one night I smoked too much, drank a little bit, and I was reading uh, Mashuga lyrics. And, uh, <laughs>
0: That'll get you every time.
2: Every fucking time. When you have guys that just write lyrics based on mushroom trips, like your brain's going to melt a little bit. And I, I, I went through like a six to nine month existential crisis. Where, an honest, and honestly, the, the the crisis was that I had come to the recognition that our existence is absurd. Like, it, everything to me was one big joke. Right. Like, oh, and everybody thought I was, like, hella depressed. So, like, what's so funny about everything? Like, absurdity. I'm like, it's absurd. The fact that I'm here and I'm talking
0: to you is fucking ridiculous. Do you not see how that's just not, like, somebody playing one big joke on us? Well, that's that's how kind of always I've felt, and recently I, I found someone else refers to this philosophy as uh, optimistic nihilism.
1: Okay. It's just kind
0: of the universe is a, a vast empty void that has no meaning. So that means that you can do whatever the fuck you want, and not you know, there's nothing that says you have to, you know, get married and have kids, or you have to you know, um, be a good person and worship Jesus or whatever. It's you impose whatever you want on, you know, if you want to become a parent and the best parent ever, then that's, that's you, that's not the universe. If you want to, uh, you know, become a, uh, the, the, the world's greatest NBA star or just, uh, you know, spend the rest of your life just in a, in a marijuana haze or whatever you want, that's, that's you. And you are the only one that's setting the uh, criteria for success or failure.
2: See, and that's the interesting universe
0: doesn't care what you do,
2: right? I and see that's interesting. That's optimistic nihilism because I think in a lot of philosophy that could just be called existentialism. Yeah, where it's just like your existence is a, incumbent upon you to be something worth living.
0: Well, I think or look, not. I think existentialism tends to have um, more of a dreary. Connotation. It's kind of... Well, uh, so does nihilism. You, well, that's, and that's why it's optimistic nihilism. <laughs> Fair Because you know, no. okay. existentialism is normally, you know, the, the universe is a vast empty void that doesn't care, so what's the point? Whereas optimistic nihilism is the universe doesn't care what we do, so we might as well do what we want.
2: I think it gets that wrap Because there's a lot of examples it's like... most in-
0: existentialists are bummers.
2: Yeah, I mean, Nietzsche, definitely a bummer, but, I mean, he definitely touches on that in stating, you know, the infinite return. And I know I've talked about this before, but if people haven't heard it, it's essentially the idea, like, if the devil approached you tomorrow and said, could you live your life every single step of the way over and over again into infinity tomorrow? And, you know, Nietzsche says, like, would you not weep at his feet and say yes like the the point of it being like if you can't accept your life and every single step that you've done up into this point like you should probably start living right and i think i think that's really interesting I think it
0: was uh, Nietzsche that said uh, get busy living or get busy dying
2: yeah man well and that's the thing is like you can you can still be positively getting busy dying right you know what i mean like you can live, you can think about all the people that are pursuing things that they absolutely love, but they're tearing their bodies apart. Right. You know, going back to sports guys, dude, athletes, man. You want to be the best athlete on the planet. Like, yeah, you can be successful, but you're going to be. Dudes that are seven foot one are going to die at 50 because they're, you know, 10 feet taller than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, their body has to work more. So, I don't know. I think it's a. Uh, I don't. I think. Existentialism definitely gets a bad rap, but I think it's also because we're. I think that goes to something like we almost just want to look at all the negative and everything, instead of trying to pull the pull something positive out of it.
0: Right. I mean, I'm one of those people. All I do is look at negativity all day long. Uh, I believe I use the name Negative Steve. So. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Well, okay. Before you go into that, let me go grab some weed. I need to know where you got this name from. Oh,
0: okay. Not a, that's not, not all that interesting a story.
2: No, I don't, I'm, I mean, I don't know where it's from. Okay. I, I've never
0: heard this before. Hold, please. Hold. Your call is very too important to us. <laughs> please stay on the line. So this is what they call in the industry, dead air wish I had more to say to you while we're waiting, but um, I've heard all of my stories already and I'm just not that interesting. When nobody else is around, I slip into NPR voice. 50-50 chance whether or not Anthony keeps this on the podcast or not. I'm guessing he doesn't. If you're not listening to David Bowie, you really should. This is kind of fun. It's like my own personal Twitter. Just random 140 character thoughts sign of aging is that while everybody else is getting really excited about the new Tool album I'm very excited about the new Miles Davis album oh did you listen to the new Tool album I have not listened to the new Tool I've never been a a big Tool guy
2: okay that's fair
0: I uh I I mean I I, I, I've heard their first two albums I've seen them live I enjoy them but just the uh the amount of fanaticism that some people I, I don't get
2: I used to be uh, rather. I was a big head.
0: I get. I had this. Uh, it's like I, fish people, right? Well, I worked in the. For um, metal. <laughs> I I worked in record stores for like ten years, and okay. so I would see. It's always the 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 weird phenomena of there are some bands that you accept people's fanaticism. Like everybody knows a, a Beatles fanatic or an Elvis fanatic, and you kind of accept that that's a normal, and then. When there's like a new band that all of a sudden people are, are having that level of devotion to, it's always kind of weird.
2: Well, and the other thing about Tool's level of devotion, in particular at that time, is that metal, new metal, was like Tool is kind of that weird underground popular right. hard rock. Like, right. and that's that's the devotion is that there's a lot of people to this thing that's like, what is this? I don't get it. Whenever uh, I played Tool for people, it was always like whatever bro and I'm like no you just don't understand man you just don't get it bro and I've always
0: I've always loved bands like that like uh, Primus is another good example oh, yeah. where it's just they're not doing anything that the mainstream will ever like but they're still successful they're just uh-huh. kind of successful successful weirdos on their own terms Mudvayne was another one of those uh, I never really got into Mudvayne I just remember I remember them did. <laughs> yeah well that's
2: new metal right there,
0: though. I remember them on like the MTV Music. I think it was the MTV Video Awards. where they were all dressed up like uh, they'd just been hit by snipers, so yeah, they all had the like bullet, bullet holes, holes and head. like streaming. Yeah, I
2: think that's about the only thing I knew about them. Too. I listened to a lot of Mudvayne. Um, the in this this went along with the Tool thing. Is like I was just learning how to play guitar. I was probably about a year into playing guitar, and they were, um, for all intents and purposes, they're Technical, in particular, that LD50 album had a lot of like, they were considered math math rock, new metal, and if you go and listen to it, it's very there's a lot of weird mathy shit going on. Um, as an adult, I don't know how much I care for it now. I've right. gone, I've gone back and I've tried listening to it, and I'm like,
0: uh, oh, never go thing. back, never go back and listen to the stuff that you liked when you were younger because you realize how <laughs> shitty your tastes were.
2: Slipknot, man, I can't listen to that shit at all anymore. You guys- I had an awesome <laughs> might have some, My opinion might have something to do with the fact that it's all the stuff I like now, too. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't hear... I don't know if you can hear that, but that's my roommate, Richard. He's saying that his opinions and his taste in music were impeccable. He didn't, didn't listen say, to garbage. I didn't say my opinions. So I said my taste in music. Oh, my bad. I, I threw opinions on there. Uh, another, another garbage band I used to listen to when I was younger was a... Um, with disturbed. Okay. If you if you want to be picked up, you'd be better off like getting in that chair so that because it's pointed this way. Oh.
0: It's uh, disturbed the one just, that just did the uh, oh, the, the, wow. the, Simon, the Simon and Garfunkel. Uh huh. Because the we, sound <laughs> of silence. It was funny, because the last time I went to karaoke, there was a lady that wanted to sing that song and didn't realize that it was a cover, so she selected ah. in the karaoke the Simon and Garfunkel version, but she was trying to sing the Disturbed yeah. version, oh, that's and it awesome. just um, it didn't quite work, and it wasn't, you know, no no, no nothing against her, she did a valiant effort, but uh, the, the vocal style and the music just doesn't go together.
2: That is awesome poor lady but see that's the thing though is like there's people that are still stuck in that shit I can't I can't go back and listen to Slipknot and I you know I talked about this with Lexus like I feel like our tastes I don't think they have to but my tastes have definitely evolved
0: right oh yeah that's just growing up
2: and I don't, I, but see, I don't think they might have evolved into something good. Like, I like the new Infinite Annihilator album better than I like the new Tool album. But I think, I think the new Tool album is supposed to be better. But I don't know. It's just my tastes or I don't know if my tastes are different or I'm just like. 2020
0: is the year of the Infinite Annihilator.
2: Oh, man. Such a good album to me, but other people are like, yeah, all right. I don't know
0: what that is, but I like the name.
2: It is brutal. Like, the most. They are what I consider um like uh offensive for the sake of being offensive. Okay. Like they their their lyrics are all about priests uh raping and murdering uh women and children. So
0: they're like a third of the comics we know.
2: Yeah, but like with some of the most Baddest fucking vocals and baddest fucking music work behind it. Like if you're looking for some of the most brutal shit on the planet, man, one hundred.
0: All right. Offensive. No, no, no to then go it's from invincibility.
2: Fuck! It is. It is it, like lyrically, it is some of the most offensive shit ever. I'm just like, God, I think I'm on a watch list for listening. To this. <laughs> Did you ever listen to Crotch Duster? Oh, Crotch Duster's great.
0: <laughs> not, not nearly
2: the same tune, but offensive to be offensive. Uh, and Bill Williams' songs. Williams. I don't
0: remember any of the uh, the songs. I remember ours was uh, "Anal Cunt."
2: Oh yes.
0: Little the old AC.
2: "Anal Cunt" is a. Uh, they're uh, yeah. They're still they're brutal. They're brutals. And then, Cattle decapitation.
0: I always I I, I, I always like Venom just for the sheer ridiculousness of their satanism.
2: I never got into Venom.
0: I'm not a huge metal guy, but that's, like, my one, like, black death metal. Is, oh, that might be Venom. why.
2: Because Venom's black metal, right?
0: Uh, I, I, as we established last time we were, I was here, I didn't really know the difference. Fair enough. I don't, yeah, black metal's a I know Maiden. <laughs> that's old school metal. Yeah. Well, that was mine, the, uh, the, the new wave of British heavy metal, like, crested, like, five years before me, I think, before I started getting into it. So that was kind of what I grew up with.
2: Okay. So what was your, not even necessarily metal, what was your genre? Did you have one, or did you just like, are you one of those that you actually like all music people? Uh,
0: I don't like all music, um, but I kind of bop around from genre to genre. Like I'll go through a metal phase, or I'll go through a punk phase. Okay. Um, currently I've been listening to a lot of, like, uh, yeah, like 70s funk, uh, a lot of bass-heavy stuff, some James Brown.
2: Yeah, man.
0: Um, I've got uh, I've got War and the playing in the car on the way over here. CD player. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> As we
0: said, I still like physical media.
2: Yeah. That's funny though, because like I like I like being able to switch around from a bunch of different albums really quickly, like because of funk. Right. Like, there's so much that that catalog is so deep, and I actually really went down a funk rabbit hole last year. That. I uh, I would be switching between so many different CDs so often because I like, in particular, like James Brown collaborations with a bunch of different right. live bands. Right. There's like so many different things he did. I'm like, man, this is just... What, what
0: I've discovered uh, in the last few years is uh, there were a bunch of albums that were live shows that were kind of a James Brown presents kind of thing. Yeah. Where it was, he would come out and do a couple songs, and then he would, like, MC four or five other musicians. And those are fantastic. Because, uh, yeah, when you're uh, when you're playing with James Brown, you got to up your game.
2: Oh, yeah. I want to play it in D. What song is that? There's a song I really like by him. Uh, it's like the J- JB's and the something or other. But, uh... Yeah, he, he makes them, like, change key mid-song <laughs> so that he can sing in that, that key better. Oh, he got to do that. Yeah. That's fucking... But see, that's, that's like, uh, that goes to where people like the Grateful Dead or, like, people like Fish is jam bands. When you're right. just able to play and then somebody's like, all right, we're going to change it up. And then everybody's on the same page. Like... There, I don't. That's the closest thing that I've experienced, and I think what other people who are like super into music experience is like a spiritual feeling.
0: Yeah, when, can, when all the
2: people are in sync like that.
0: Well, and that was I used to go to uh, to great Dead shows quite a bit, and that was you know it was it was going back to um, you were saying it you know earlier we we're talking about tribalism, but it was just kind of you know. It was a gathering of a a tribe, but everybody was on the same page. So it was just this great feeling that, you know, we all, you know, we're all into the same thing, so we're all friends automatically, and we don't know where this thing is going to take us, you know, just watching them jam, and we don't know if if they're going to go from point A to point B or to point C or if they're just going to take a scenic route and get over to point Q.
2: Right, yeah and that's that's why they're also known for like psychedelic did you do right. psychedelics when you oh like, yeah yeah oh oh yeah oh yeah what was that did like?
0: i not um one of the greatest moments of my life was we went to um we went to see them with sting In um they played the uh the soccer field in las vegas And the Dead would do, this was almost like a a pilgrimage for Deadheads every year. They would do a massive show in the, uh, for like, I I don't know how many people that holds, like 50,000 people, in the soccer stadium in in Vegas. Um, And they would always play with some other big name, like uh, Santana or Steve Miller. Okay. And so it was just this horde of Deadheads just descends (laughs) on Vegas. (laughs) Oh my God, that's got to be terrifying. (laughs) So me me and my buddy Mig would go every year. Um, we got to the we got to Vegas. We were on severe hallucinogens. Which ones? Um, acid, probably. Uh, we um, this is going to keep me from ever being elected to public office.
2: Oh, were you trying to be elected? No, to public I wasn't office. planning. Okay. But
0: uh, um, or, oh yeah. So we uh, just out of this fifty thousand people, we happened to run into a couple of dudes we knew. And so um, we were there by ourselves, so we followed them back to where they were staying where they were hanging out. They had met uh, this the a couple of dudes who were um, wandering jugglers huh. and they had they had just gotten off like a, um, a three month gig at Disneyland just being jugglers and then normally throughout the year they would just hop from like Renaissance Fair to Renaissance Fair and go around the country making a living juggling so we are an acid. we have two you know olympic level jugglers in front of us uh. doing tricks and shit and when other people start um hearing that these guys are there everybody else that has a a hacky sack or a frisbee or any sort of athletic ability kind of gravitates towards them and so all of a sudden i'm in the middle of this just, just gigantic circus yeah uh, everybody's in tie-dye everybody's colorful. Um, I just get to sit there and watch just things flying around and colorful things happening, and, and the band starts, and it's it's beautiful background music for the uh, the insanity that's going on around it.
2: And how far into the trip was that? Uh, don't remember. You just remember that experience out of like, okay. Because I still, I mean, I don't know how long ago that was for you, but, like, all my trips, I'm, I'm pretty confident on a lot of the details.
0: Well, this was, I mean, this was probably 91, 92. so 25 years ago? So, that's a... Uh,
2: yeah, I'm pretty hazy on those details myself. I don't know about that. I was sober on those times. So, 91, 92. Where was I? I was in Taylor, Arizona.
0: I don't know where that is.
2: Snowflake, Arizona is okay. the same thing. Do uh, you know where that is? <laughs> uh, vaguely. It's the same thing. Same place.
0: It's like, like,
1: you're in Kingston, right?
2: Kingston? Yeah. There's not a Kingston, Arizona. Are you think are? You thinking of Kingman?
1: No. What? Be kidding. You kidding
2: know, uh, me? No, northeast Arizona. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have. Oh, uh, I've
0: had this. no reason to be there.
2: Nobody Agreed. Goes to, nobody goes to eastern Arizona. Uh, that's where I'm from, dog. Well, yeah. I mean, you go there because you have family, but I mean, that's the case with any rural area, right?
0: Yeah. It's the case with both anywhere.
2: That's accurate. So how'd you get the name? Oh. Go, so I think that'll be a good point to bring you back to the uh, name of Steve. Yeah,
0: good callback. Uh, well, Steve is a very common name. And throughout my life, I was never the first Steve in anything. It was always, uh, you know, when I would join a club or an organization or a job or or a group of friends, there was always a Steve that was there before me. And so it was always having to differentiate between the Steves. So I just said, fuck it, I'll be negative Steve. Uh, Negative was, and it's spelled without the E at the end of negative, which uh, is kind of fucked up but it's uh, a tribute to a band that I really like called Negative Land who themselves got their name from a song by a German band called Neue that was called Negative Land you
2: are fucking going deep
0: I'm going deep that that is where Negative Steve comes from plus it seemed appropriate because with the time I started using it I was a much more cynical prick
2: so (laughs) how long ago did that
0: start? Oh, Negative Steve has been, I've been using I think that's what I started using when I got on the, the internet proper.
1: Uh,
2: when do you consider internet proper?
0: Um, when, yeah when I, when I basically as opposed to a local BBS where I had access to uh, you know getting onto uh, the web or to FTP or to email as opposed to just like you know inner office mail.
2: Okay, I know what all that means for our for our layman's listening. What do you mean by that?
0: Um, once I had the ability to email people.
2: Okay. All right.
0: Um, yeah. Sorry. Where were where were we?
2: Talking about negative Steve oh, right. your name. How you got uh, to? yeah. It, so why I you were... I
0: I just started using that as my uh, my email address when <laughs> I first got an email address. At work? No, at um by, at home. Oh okay. My my first dial-up. Your first dial-up was negative, Steve. That's hilarious.
2: My name is morphed over time. It was just a. uh, I was was more metal than I was emo, but I was emo metal. Right. So uh, my. uh, (laughs) Mimo. Mimo, I was (laughs) Mimo. That is hilarious. I love that. Uh, so it's, a uh, it was bleak, B-L-E-A-Q-U-E.
0: Oh, get the Q in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, a, uh, it's continental.
2: Mm, I don't know what it is, but it, that has stuck with me. That has been my gamer tag, my AOL tag since, uh... Right. It, like, it, like, that used to be just my Instagram, and then one time, uh, me and Vince were getting, we were out high on shrooms, and I started playing, uh guitar with like this funky ass delay on it and he recorded and put it on instagram and he like hashtag bleak on high and i was like oh man my ego is through the roof bleak on high like oh that sounds like some jesus level shit (laughs) so that's what i've changed it to now um and but outside of that it's been bleak 314 which um taking that back to like old school like early internet asl days like chat rooms I didn't understand that one four three meant I love you because that was the number of yeah, we'll letters. Letters, in it. right? One four. So my, I came up with the combination of three one four as an inversion because of my dyslexia. That meant I hate you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how, why, or where. It's just I made it up in my head. You, you I hate. Yeah, you, I hate. Yep. Well, I was listening to a lot of Ramstein, so that could be <laughs> that could be perfect, right, for them, too. Do host hosmish so yeah it's been bleak 314 for at least uh, like 16 17 years it's weird
0: there was um, a band uh, uh, still is a band called di it was an old uh, mm-hmm. Southern, Cali- Southern California punk band and they have a life called uh, OC life is not for life li- is not the life for me and one of the lyrics is 714 uh, tattooed on my fa- on my head find myself labeled I'm a victim instead Um, me and my buddy Steve um, were both really into that band and we both lived in the 714 so that was always whenever we would have like a joke account or something it would always be 714 Steve Steve
2: 714 (laughs) I'm
0: so OC it hurts
2: oh my god I'm so OC it hurts so were you ever like a real like were you into the punk scene oh yeah yeah
0: I mean, I know I, I've never played, uh, so I wasn't like in bands or anything, but I would go out to see shows.
2: Were um, you a punker? did you wear like spikes and leather coats and a little little bit. mohawks? A little I, bit. I, I,
0: never had the mohawk because I was living with my parents, and so they wouldn't let me, but okay. uh, I, had a, I had a denim jacket. I had some spikes. Uh, Are tri- there
2: photos of this anywhere? Uh,
0: I don't think so because this, this was the age of film. Yeah, I, this I'm very dumb. lucky that um, I'm the last generation that got all of my truly embarrassing shit done out of the way before uh, everybody had a camera on their phone
2: there's still there's gotta still be photos of that like you being in the punk scene and wearing your shit somewhere i mean i
0: wasn't particularly extreme it was mostly uh you know mostly the same as i am now is like you know t-shirt you know jeans white white tennis shoes jeans and a mm-hmm. punk rock t-shirt and uh you know maybe a spiked bracelet I can just imagine you looking like that
2: right now. That's right. hilarious. Just yeah. put that on you.
0: Yeah, pretty much this, but a uh, hundred pounds less.
2: <coughs> same haircut, same
0: glasses. Oh uh, no, I am. Um, I'm kidding. I have my uh, yeah.
2: My hair was really long at one point. See, this is what I'm saying though. This is why I need like I want photographic evidence of this because the photo I'm gonna post of you is not gonna be anything like that.
0: Right. No, there, I think there is uh, very little photographic evidence of that. I probably have some old party photos somewhere. Yeah, but they're on my hard drive.
2: I want to see them.
0: All right, remind me. I'll see what I can do.
2: Yeah, I need I need one of those old like, Motley Crue type photos. It looks like you, you have to take a photo of a Polaroid with your.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, I have. Uh, yeah, me and my friend Dave have the, uh, the matching Polaroids.
2: Yeah, nice. I liked
0: it. I think that means we're married.
2: Really? Which Dave?
0: Uh, Dave Jones said oh, okay. he passed away a couple years ago.
2: Oh, that's too so, bad.
0: Uh, miss you, Dave.
2: Shout out. Pour one out for your homies.
0: Yeah. <coughs> All right. That was depressing.
2: No, nah, man. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> oh, no, nah, dog, it's all uh, good. Uh,
0: who's my Zappa buddy?
2: Zappa. Oh, okay. My but my friend Scott is trying to get me into Mr. Zappa. That's. I would I would
0: think you would be into him. I mean, weird it's a, guitar it's and, interesting. Really, and really really intricate. Uh,
2: it's fascinating. I don't know which which album it was, but it's basically one that sounds like. If I could describe it, it sounds like the soundtrack to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. One song about high school chicks and... Oh,
0: Catholic school.
2: Yeah. Oh, that
0: was uh, Joe's Garage. Sure. All right.
2: I don't know, it was on repeat for like... I would listen to it like three times through with my friends one night when
0: him, when they
2: were getting all hammered.
0: Well, that one is actually like a, a concept album. It's a whole like right. narrative. Yes. Has, oh yes, I I was told the okay. intricacies of Sorry. it.
2: However, no, feel free to expand because I am not not good at this, and I'm sure people would love to hear this on.
0: It's it's I don't want to say rock opera. It's not a rock opera, but all of the songs tell the story of uh, Joe, and he li- Joe is a uh, is plays in an in a, in a shitty garage band in his parents' garage. Um, but it's in like the dystopia where music has been banned so he becomes like the, under, the, the, the ultimate rebel for wanting to play his, uh, huh? his shitty music and like he becomes kind of like the spearhead of the rebellion for the right to play his shitty music and just when he finally, you know, finally gets to win or any time there's a victory you're reminded that, uh, yeah, he's doing great things and going to great lengths for uh, a really, really shitty garage band in his mom's garage
2: That was not. It was definitely not explained to me quite okay. like that. So that's that, that's, that's my interpretation. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. These guys were hammered and trying to explain it to me.
0: Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I was hammered trying to to, to watch it. <laughs> that was um, Frank Zappa has a a, a tour movie called Two Hundred Motels that we uh, me and again my buddy Mig um, discovered kind of uh, at, at a blockbuster, just kind of on a whim. Okay. And that gets us back to our media discussion earlier, but uh, yeah, so we would go in. They would do like, uh, they would do a three for two, uh, rent two get one free. Yeah. And so we uh, each of us would choose one, and then we'd agree on a third one. And we'd always try to outweird the other guy. So I grabbed uh, this Frank Zappa 200 Motels. And I knew Frank Zappa from like the one or two songs they played on Doctor Demento. Okay. And uh, we we took mushrooms and watched this movie, and it just kind of. Just flooded us, and this just became like the thing forever. And so, uh, you know, Frank just kind of uh, imprinted himself onto my consciousness.
2: Gotcha. Do you like musicals?
0: Not particularly. I mean, I don't mind them, but uh, you know, I haven't seen any of the recent uh, musical biopics or. Uh,
2: I always, I always thought that was called biopic, but you know, my buddy was like, "It's biopic," and I'm like. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. No. Honestly, I watched. I tried watching the uh, Freddie Mercury one. Didn't care for it. Everybody's like, "No, that one's really great." The thing for me is like, it's the same thing with Straight Outta Compton. All, all of, all of those movies. I, I enjoyed Walk the Line and the Ray Charles one. I thought those were the last two. Right. Did a really good job of like, chronicling their story because they are like is more about them as a one-man band all the other people like in in this one it was there's a whole band right and i didn't know if it was supposed to just follow freddie mercury and if it was just supposed to follow freddie mercury every there was a bunch of parts where it was like hey he's being shitty here and then it would cut and it would be like five months later and here right. he is just hanging out in a limo and he's just being shitty to somebody's like get the fuck out of my limo and then it's like 2 days later i'm having a party let's all hang out and come over and be my friend i'm just trying to be... 5 days later i at some point I was like i don't I, can't, I don't know what the f- i don't i don't get it
0: if and, you're just tuning in welcome to movie talk with tuan
2: uh, i have been thinking about uh, turning back in uh you so said you don't got stuff
0: I've seen a couple recently where it's was like, "Yeah, I, I wish I'd saved this and made made Davy K's watch this," because uh, I don't think he resents me enough anymore for the previous selections.
2: What what movies were these?
0: Um, oh, just a couple of uh, like a, a couple of random uh, Amazon horror videos, like straight to.
2: Yeah, I'm curious which ones yeah. you're talking about because I, I, I don't. I,
0: I don't remember uh, the titles. They were pretty. It was you know. There's probably one, had death or demon or devil in them.
2: There's one. Oh, demon House is a great one. If you have ever watched the Adventure Ghost Adventures guy, he does a oh, movie about. I heard about this.
0: Oh my god. Oh, the one. I don't remember the name now, but there was the one that was. Uh, it was touted as the Expendables of horror. It's like death prison or it was it was basically it was about the prison where all of the like most horrible criminals were being housed and it was all of the stars of very like all of the the horror stars you know the guy you know the guy that plays Jason and the guy that plays Freddy and the guy that plays oh my god um, I know their real names but I'm blanking at the moment it's alright but uh, so it was like you know all of the stars of the genre in this one movie and so everybody was very excited and then it came out and it was awful
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and I was watching it on um, I, I, I was watching it on uh, Amazon and I think I, I commented either either via text or on Facebook and we were watching this and this is shitty and, and like two or three people were like dude we told you why don't you listen to us
2: yeah because are you a masochist like because I don't I don't know if I can do that anymore I'm not saying that I I don't
0: I can't watch shitty movies by myself anymore. I still enjoy <laughs> watching them with you know with other people. Yeah. But like uh, the couple, like when I went um, after the, uh, the 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 Saving Christmas incident, I, I went down a rabbit hole of uh, what are there what what are more uh, horrifying Christian things I can inflict on people, and I watched both of the versions of Left Behind.
2: Oh, the. Uh, and I was
0: like, oh, this is going to be, you know, just thinking, this is going to be ridiculously bad. Like, nah, just kind of bad.
2: The, the, did you watch, you're talking about the Nicolas Cage one and, and the. And
0: Kirk Cameron, my hero.
2: Kirk Cameron's your hero? Is it he just is my
0: personal of, savior.
2: Is it because of what he did to David Kays?
0: Uh, partially, yeah.
2: David Kays was so mad about that. <laughs> He wanted, like... He was about to go on a full-on campaign, like... I love
0: the fact that I have that power over David Kaye's. Oh, there, there was another one that he, he got really mad, uh, uh... After you guys watched, um, The Room. The... I don't remember the name the Neil Brennan movie that you guys watched on my recommendation and Dave hated me for a month. It was
2: a Neil Brennan movie? Not,
0: uh, Neil Brennan. It was... It was like fatal findings, something like that.
2: Oh yeah, it was a it was a movie very much like The Room. Yeah, it, that was a that was another rough one. I'll uh I'll I'll go through and I'll I'll link those in the comments for for those who want to listen to some old so you don't gotstas. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that was an old movie review podcast that I tried. It was hard to steer David Kays in that one, because he's like, let's watch shitty movies so other people don't have to. I'm like, well, yeah, who's going to watch them anyways? Like, we're the ones bringing them to light. Right. We should we should start doing movies that people are interested in seeing, and we could just tear them down and be like, hey, you shouldn't go see this movie because of this. And then we can do the other ones,
0: too. Well, there's... there's I mean, it's... De- I, 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 there's definitely a lot of fun to be had in, in just laying into shitty movies.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And, and, and I mean... You know, and so I understood the point is is we're laying into this shitty movie so you don't have to do it yourself because it's going to be much more fun if we do it.
2: On the other hand, though, it wasn't fun when your co-host is like, like a cat trying to claw its way out of its skull when it's watching a movie, <laughs> <laughs> and then I
0: have to deal with the repercussions of that. Well, you know,
2: no, that, that I can't you know. help you with. It was like it was like, hey, let's do a podcast of, about meth. In every episode, we're gonna have a guy do meth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, I didn't really see like the that it was gonna be a bad idea. To I'd have
0: listen c- to that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Are you sure? On today's episode, we have um, legendary uh, country rock singer Travis Tritt. <laughs> Travis, here's your pipe.
2: Go ahead and hit this bitch, or we're gonna have a problem.
0: I do... I, just for the record, I have nothing against Travis Tripp. First name that came to mind.
2: Funny enough, speaking of, like, all these hardcore drugs, uh, and I brought up Vince. Do you remember Vince? Vincent Salabar?
0: Um, I don't know him. I, I've, I've seen him.
2: He uh, he was in the news recently. Apparently, he is, like... the The police report said that he was not on drugs. <laughs> but apparently... This mom, like, opened her house to her apartment and left the door open and was, like, getting groceries out of her car and, like, walking back and forth. The kids walked into the house. While she walked out to the car, Vince walked into the house, closed the door, locked the door, walked into one of the guest rooms, laid down, and passed the fuck out. <laughs> and apparently he told, he told like, the kids as he's walking in, he was like, I'm dying. And he walked in there, and they, like... A helicopter was dispatched. They they said they had to use a flashbang to get him out of there. <laughs> wow. Wowza, right? Yeah. Oh. You can find that story on the interweb as well. I, see, there's these times where I disconnect from people, and I I have like I'm always like, am I doing the right thing by not associating with these people anymore? And it's like, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't be associating with these types of people anymore
0: yeah well, I don't know Vince, so I can't comment, but uh, there are some people you know you shouldn't be associating with. do I? yeah I
2: mean everybody yeah. does right? We all do
0: there are, like, there, are, there, are, there are red flags, I think meth being one of them
2: yeah, yeah, heroin and meth those are two uh I don't I never knew that I don't know the difference. Um, that's why he always got mad at me about that.
0: You but don't know like, the difference between heroin and meth
2: yeah, I'm not good at drugs,
0: okay. Because I, I, so,
2: I only know about drugs that I like doing. Heroin and meth, I always thought, like, people were like, hey, do you want to try this? And I'm like, nah, I'm good on all that. I, I, have, the, that, I have
0: the perfect gift for you, then, next time I see you. I have a set of uh, drug flashcards from the 70s. Really? Uh, when, when we were doing uh, gaming night at, over at the, uh, the Kierle-Loskowski compound, um, I went by, uh, I was by a Goodwill looking for something, and they have these, you know, these... 70s-era drug uh, flash cards <laughs> for, like, 99 cents. I'm like, oh, this would be perfect for Game Night with degenerates.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: And then Game Night promptly got, uh... or slowly died, and I never got a chance to use them.
2: Well, that's a bummer.
0: But Yeah, so now you can know your, uh... your PCP from your Quaaludes.
2: Yeah, I remember you guys having Game Night while I was there a few times, and I was like... I don't know... I played once. What was that? We played
0: Mario? Oh, yeah, that Mario game was fun. That's yeah, not bad. <clears throat> oh, game night. Uh, I enjoy a good game night. I've hosted a few game nights. Yeah? I'm bringing games up to Big Pine.
2: What games do you like?
0: Um, I like quick and easy to learn, but it has yeah. some kind of style. The... I used to be very big into those like large, intricate. Take a weekend to play board games. <laughs> okay. Uh, really, when you when you go deep into the uh, into the into the board game hobby, you have those where it's like the the rule book is like a, an inch thick. Ugh. You have to get lawyers in to interpret some <laughs> of the. Uh,
2: See, we kind of did like we used to do that with Risk, but we would also simplify Risk.
0: Right. Um. What, did you ever play Axis and Allies?
2: That was the next step up. We, yeah. We played a game of that. Okay. So me and my buddies, we used to do, coming from a small-ass town. Right. It was either get fucked up, uh, get fucked up and play board games, get fucked up and play Halo, get fucked up and have landlines. And, like, we had uh, coming from a small town and having, like, an old-school dad mentality. Not me, but our dads had this mentality like, my buddy Gil, his his dad grew up when the drinking age was 18. And, like, if you were where we were from, if you were partying, you were pretty much partying out on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere. Right. So you're not going to hurt anybody except for yourself. So usually cops had the mentality of just being like, all right, we're going to follow you home or don't drive home, get somebody sober, you know, something like that. So sometimes, I mean, and a lot of times we respected Gil's dad to the extent that we we weren't getting drunk at his house with him there. Right. But he always had the idea of like, you know, if you guys are going to drink, just tell me, come here, and don't do anything stupid. So we had, we always had the house to like, not party at, but hang out at. He loved playing poker. He had like this big jar of change. So he would be the house, and we would go with like $5 change out and play all night. And then it started turning into, like, let's play some Monopoly. And then it started turning into Risk. And it started turning into weekend-long games of access and allies and Risk where, like, people's feelings are getting fucking hurt. Uno? Uno ruined some of us on weekends?
0: uh, We had a couple that was similar to that. They were um, when I was in the early 20s, like, uh, you know, just around legal drinking age. Um, there's this couple who were in their early 30s and there was just this nice yuppie couple in the suburbs uh, they, did, they were doing really well I think they both did real estate and um, they had this nice house and they really just did not like people their own age they like partying with younger people <laughs> and so they were like you know, we've got a house we like you guys you know, come over, hang out, party with us or whatever um, you, know, you guys can it, stay. You know, stay here if you need to you know, don't have we don't have kids. We've got plenty of space, so we would. Um, but they were really big into um, spades, so a lot of times we would just go over there, and people would be getting fucked up around us, and we just have the bong and a, and a pack of cards, and we'd just be playing spades all um, all night. And and they they required us because apparently they loved playing spades, but they could not be on the same team because okay. the one or two times. one or two times they were both playing together they nearly came to blows oh wow it's like we like this game but we're not going to play with each other we're playing against each other
2: uh I've almost yeah um almost started some fights like that so long story short as much as I can on this one I really can't but uh again going back to Gilbert um (laughs) I I say that that sounds funny because we're in Phoenix and I'm going someplace but that's actually my buddy's name Um, At their house, their friend, not uh, Derek, Gilbert's dad, uh, had a common-law wife. Her kids ended up, like, moving in with them. They were, like, 23, 24, had a one-year-old.
0: Oh, I was going to say 23, 24 kids?
2: No, 23, 24 years old, and they had, like, a one-year-old. Okay. And... Basically, they they tried... And, you know, we're 16, 17. They're, they're trying to be cool with us, but... <laughs> Tara was her name. She was... She was... She was one of those chicks that would literally be like, I'm a bitch, and that's just my personality. I don't care. Uh-uh, whatever. Like, and she would wear it on her, like, chest. Like, I'm a fucking bitch, and I don't give a fuck about what you say. Like, and she was white trashy as shit. So it was like... The dirtiest big white girl, and her her husband Nate was, for, our, he was a pretty sweet guy. He's he's since gone a ways, because she passed away due to a pill addiction. Okay. And Fun. yeah, and he had to raise these three kids, and it's it's been a pretty bad scenario. But at the time when they were all living together, we were all partying at this house. So there's like. A varying degree of adults, like teenagers, these 23-year-olds, and then Derek and his his wife, who is right. struggling. And they were trying to do this stuff where it was like, for whatever reason, y'all like to pick Monday for game night. They did, too. And so we were hanging out playing Halo, and they were like, we're doing family game night. Get the fuck in here. We're all hanging out. And Tara and I used to just... We shit on each other. That was our game. That's where I got... I always talk about having a really sharp tongue, really being an asshole, like, tearing into people. We used to say some of the harshest shit to each other and really, like, be try to be mean and then it'd be like, oh, I love you. And it's like, no, I don't. I don't fucking love you. You're, <laughs> you're an asshole. But in any case, we were, it was toxic. It was evil, but it got me, it made my brain really sharp, you know, just constantly <coughs> trying to chop somebody down. That night, we're all hanging out, and for some reason, Gil was like, you guys don't gotta leave. You can come hang out. And so we go in there while this family's trying to have family game night. It's Gilbert, Derek, Lisa, who's uh, Derek's wife, Nate, and Tara, and they're all sitting there playing, like, spades. I think they're right. actually playing spades. And Gilbert's just, like, barely playing. He's like, I don't want to be doing this. Let me go back to playing Halo with my buddies. And Tara's just talking all this shit. And finally, I go, hey, Tara, you see this? I don't wear your ring. You can't treat me like your husband. And Nate, like, like Derek's eyes got super big and just looked at me. He's like, holy shit. Tara's like, Anthony, go fuck it. Like, just goes off on me. And, and all the dudes, Der- Gil, Derek, Nate, they all start laughing. Lisa's like, all right, you guys got to leave. Tara's huffing and puffing around. The house. She's like, you're a fucking piece of shit asshole. I'm like, Oh, bitch, let's fucking bring it on. Let's talk shit. Games, man. Games and talking (coughs) shit. See, that's the, the... going. Like, I loved playing video games online when I used to be able to talk shit to people. Right. And now it's toxic, and it's, like, not fun. It's what I loved. It's what I love playing video games with people, like... Who are in the same room as me, so I can be like, oh, fuck you, bring it on. I'm going to say some really terrible things that we can only say to each other right here. People
0: don't live that way anymore, it's weird. Yeah, well, requires getting up off the couch.
2: Yeah, man, fuck that, right? right. Have you tried VR yet?
0: Uh, Yeah, I have one of the the headsets that you plug your phone into.
2: Ah, boo, that's not a VR... That's bullshit VR. It is bullshit VR. You want to lose uh, your mind? You want to fuck? I've I've
0: I've tried the uh, the full headset uh, immersion a couple of times, and uh, yeah, it's fun.
2: Have you you tried the PlayStation? I haven't tried the PlayStation. I tried the uh, the Oculus. See, we have Oculus here, and we have the PlayStation. I would say that the Oculus is better for the game content. Like, they have more availability, and their controllers are better. PlayStation, for sure, on, on like, it has limited games, but it's, it's console-specific, so it's very well designed for that. So, like, a good, a good example, cross-platform Beat Saber on PlayStation and both on Oculus. We tried hooking it up on the TV out here in the living room. And, like, it was really glitchy on how it picked up on off, off the PC. Right. On the PlayStation, runs really smooth. Limitations, though, PlayStation doesn't have any as many tracks. Can't mod it and create your own tracks. Oculus, there's just an endless library of people who have already gone through. It's like what happened to Guitar Hero when it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go through and just create all of our own songs that we've ever wanted to play. So that's the downside. The upside, I, one... I really get into my video games now. It's a way better experience, and it's like it. I just don't want to do anything else anymore. Fuck the real world, man. Right. You need you need to give it a shot. Talk about getting off the couch, man. Like it's it has made me get off the couch and interact with gaming again.
0: I've never been that much of a gamer, so mm, really. Yeah, I. Uh... I wasn't saying
2: that to be like eh, I hope no condescending. Can I steal one That's more kind of those? Yeah, go ahead. Uh oh. That's
0: kind of uh, one of the, the the nerd lines I haven't crossed. Never got into uh, gaming. Uh, never got into gaming. Never got into anime.
2: Is there no reason? Reason?
0: Just not enough time. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need another thing to. Uh, You sink hours of my uh, of my day into. Isn't that isn't that really
2: what it starts boiling it down to? Because that's that's me, like the the way I game now. I only play VR because I have like this particular catalog. It's super immersive. One of my biggest issues when I try to play video games now is if there's a loading screen, immediately I go to my phone and I look down and start looking at Facebook. I start looking around on the internet at dumb shit instead of playing the game and then I start playing the game and then there's a cutscene I look back down at my phone like I don't really care whereas when I play VR I have to, I can't do anything else but be in that world Right. and like I have some zombie games where I get to shoot a bunch of shit with my fuck. like walk around a zombie world and shoot fucking zombies in the head Beat Saber, I get to fucking play rhythm music shit with lightsabers I don't and then I get that energy out, and it's like, okay. And I look at video games almost nostalgically, like I really want to play them, but I just don't. I just don't. Right. Except for in that VR, which I do a lot of that. Because Wipeout, you've ever felt, wanted to feel like you were in a speeder flying around a racetrack? Oh my god. One of the coolest fucking. Oh, and then you sit on an exercise ball. Whoa. Oh. Don't even want to leave my house ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah, just another rabbit hole I don't need to go down.
2: How many rabbit holes do you have at this point?
0: Well, you know, I do comedy occasionally. Uh, I watch a lot of TV. Um, I do like, uh, I do like the the board games when uh, I can time it out with other people. Um... Follow. Don't really read, but uh, kind of follow uh, trends and uh, various uh, like nerd, like comic book and, and movie industries.
2: Uh, yeah. Six things so, you can't manage your time with. Six things.
0: I could, but I don't. I
2: need, is it just too much work? I,
0: I don't need it. I got enough.
2: Oh, you're content. I
0: mean, there's a point where you have to realize, yeah, there are more cool things, and you have time to appreciate them. So,
2: you think so? I feel like I feel like that's accurate, and that's why I just trying to I go and try and find all of it, It consume right. More. And then I keep then I keep picking up other hobbies, and then I have to lose some and
0: right. Can <laughs> you say? I'd that? rather. Well, I'd rather you know. Maybe delve deeper into some and, and instead of uh, you know going out and looking at anime I'll, I'll devote that uh, to uh, you know catching up on classic films or uh, you know rewatching the Godzillas
2: okay so going back to my media center it's like that right I uh it's, I'm it's, not super into anime but there are some animes I like Afro Samurai I think is a for me right uh I watched, before you got here, I watched uh, the Final Fantasy Advent Children. And an uh, interesting tidbit I learned was that there was two versions that were released, and I got the com- what's called the Complete Edition, which is the one that was released overseas. Because it's a uh, animation, they didn't have a way of rating it properly in the States, so they cut out a lot of the fight scenes so that it could be within the right rating demographic when it came here. So fucking dumb. So I got the complete edition. And that to me is like... It's kind of like anime. I like the Resident Evil animation movies that they've done. CGI movies. I want... I i, I go down those rabbit holes. Uh, are, do you have Netflix? I do. Okay. Did you like Raid, Redemption, and Raid 2? I know I, uh, I had to have brought this up. I, lo-
0: I loved Raid. Uh, I rewatched it again, except the British version. That was called Dread. Okay. <coughs> and then... Um, Red Redemption 2 was, was okay, but uh, there was too much plot. I didn't need <laughs> that much. I just, you know, get to beating the shit out of each other. Yeah.
2: They tried going a little too Tarantino with all the talky Yeah, It wasn't in
0: like three hours.
2: It was just beefy. I think it was like two and a half. It feels like three, though. Okay, so that main character, Netflix tried doing a show with him called Woo Assassins.
0: Okay. Okay. I, I, I've seen that splash across the screen.
2: Uh, So You Don't Gusta, uh, they hook you in initially with, like, the cool martial arts, and then it turns into, like, did you see, what was it, Iron Fist, that Netflix... Yes. When it, ...how it was just, like, cheesy and garbage? It got to that real fast. Nice. No. Made me real mad. Made me real upset. And that was only, like, three three episodes, in, and there's, like, ten episodes. So... Maybe you can check that out for me and let me know if you can uh
0: oh I, I don't I don't got uh
2: oh okay don't got stuff uh, already already I hope they do a raid three because i I do like that dude's martial arts right I think that guy is uh no
0: yeah he more more of that less the talking more of the hitting
2: yeah exactly more of the hitting did you ever get in the Ongbox box series
0: uh, I did not martial arts is another one of those uh yeah that's a rabbit hole i could go down but uh that's not that, your that, bag no I, I i have enjoyed uh i'll go see uh you know shotober screenings when they they come up at film bar but uh yeah you can go real deep on that <laughs> yeah. indie like
2: indie action films how deep do you go i know i i know i touted this and you went and saw it and it was a pleasant surprise it was uh God damn it! I just forgot. Upgrade? Upgrade. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, I loved Upgrade. That was uh, great.
2: Did you uh, see Hardcore Henry?
0: I did not. Okay. That lo- That was the uh, the first person one. Yeah. Yeah. That looked awful.
2: Interestingly enough, the only it it just doesn't ever stop. Like when you think there's gonna be a moment where it you can catch a break, it you don't. And so like I found myself taking moments where I was just like looking at the ground. I never got motion sick. I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. But I was literally just looking at the ground because I'm like, man, I can't take in all of this content at once. Because it's an hour and 20 minutes of just constant FPS running, parkour, I am God. It's a great video game movie, though, if you ever want to sit through that. I think it would be all right on TV. I'll give it another shot. I seem to fall asleep during movies a lot. That's my new MO. I put a movie on and fall asleep
0: well my gauge of a movie is uh, if I'm watching from home is uh, how much it compels me away from compulsively looking at my phone
2: yes Final Fantasy was that for me today Uh, Galaxy Quest as well yeah I've been talking about that in my Twan Solo podcast where it's like I'm trying to get away from looking at my phone it's so hard it's so fucking hard
0: Come on, it, it, it fills in the moments it, it, it pairs well with smoking
2: sure does and pooping and pooping have you ever thought about just going back to a book though
0: uh, old well, I, can't, book? I can't take a book to work why uh, because uh, what fascist fucking creepy <laughs> I can take a book to work but I don't really have an opportunity to use it
2: you no, don't ever shit at work little... or smoke at work
0: I, I, I should at work, but if somebody catches you bringing a book into the shitter, <laughs> it's, it's kind of embarrassing.
2: Really? Man, I don't think I give a fuck. I'll be like, I'm going in here to handle some business, and I won't be in here a hot minute. Yeah, no. Uh, or you can put, you can put, uh, like, um, what I was doing is I put Comic Cat on my phone, so I read comic books on my phone when I'm, because it's, um, it's all it's like smoking it's a I'm trying to trick my brain into filling in that spot instead of Facebook like okay I'm gonna look at my phone right. look at comic books instead of looking at this other garbage I actually put I downloaded several books on there too to read I got a couple I got I got in a little bit but my phone definitely not big enough you can try and sneak a tablet into the the deucer
0: yeah well, I have uh, just yeah, I have a, a video game on my phone that I play kind of compulsively. So.
2: Oh, uh, okay, that's fair. What game is it?
0: Uh, DC Legends.
2: Yeah, dog. Is that that's their version of the. Um, it's like a puzzle quest.
0: It's not Gen- a puzzle quest. It's like a it's like an RPG ish. I guess. RPG. You have Gen- uh, four. Uh, four character teams, and you basically fight against other four character teams. Okay. So you develop your characters.
2: I like, uh, I, there was, sorry to be going into that. I know Marvel had a version of it. It's those, like, bejewel type games. Right. But they turn oh. them into RPGs.
0: Yeah, I know. I have a friend who's addicted to uh, Marvel Puzzle, Puzzle Quest.
2: Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. My brother has that on his phone. I catch him playing it a lot. I actually gave him my modded out Vita. I hope that, like, helps distract him a little bit. <laughs> That has so many fucking games on it. PlayStation, I've given you so much of my life as much as... Sony, I hate you for what you've done with Spider-Man. But you have so much of my... I have so much of your shit, you sons of bitches.
0: Right, that's how they get us. That's
2: how they fuck you, with the phones. They fuck you with the phones.
0: That is it. Once they control the technology, they control us.
2: Dude, you're going to make this into a three-hour podcast, now we're going to go into that? Uh,
0: it's, it's all lizard people. <laughs> Jesus. And you know, by lizard people, I mean Jews.
2: Oh my God, aren't you Jewish?
0: I am Jewish. Hmm. I'm also a lizard person. Are you? I am. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I never showed you one. My mom had the uh, the egg that I hatched out of bronzed. Really? Uh, I'll show it to you.
2: So what's the whole bar mitzvah thing about them? Is that when you guys oh, shed your uh, skin?
0: the first rule of Bar Mitzvah Club is uh, we don't talk about Bar Mitzvah Club.
2: I feel like my joke there was a lot better than it got credit for. Oh, I'm sorry. But it's cool. It's when you guys shed your skin. Get um. it. No. Nope. Alright. 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 It's okay. It's alright. I'll leave it alone. I'll let that one go. It's alright. Somebody out there who's stuck around this long will get that one and be like, damn. Or they're gonna be like, man, that was a pretty shitty joke and just leave it alone.
0: We'll let history be the judge
2: i'll i'll let i'll let the internet judge me judge me accordingly only only one can judge me is not that, god not that, you is that, that wise because
0: you know the internet rarely judges anybody
2: well it doesn't judge anybody very well or poorly or it doesn't judge them it, if it judges them it judges them pretty poorly which i'm all right with like i have a philosophy i got this from wayne static and I know it's not his philosophy, but he was the first time I heard him say it. Like, there's no such thing as bad press. Like, when all that shit went down with Darrell, man, you know how many hits I got out of that? <laughs> In particular, what was funny is, like, all these people that were, like, listen to this misogynist talking this shit, right. and then they posted it. It was like, I was like, dude, you're just giving me way more listens, bro. Like, right. I appreciate it. You want to put that? And I started, like, and then I pissed him off. They blocked me because I started posting like the iTunes link under that. I was like, yo, if you don't got it, SoundCloud, listen to it here on iTunes. So, I mean, I don't know.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, all will press is good press.
2: Hey, man. I'm, I'm just trying to get listens here. Get people involved. Catch
0: people's ears. Yeah, dog. Is that what they call it in the industry? They could capture the ears? Is I
2: don't, I, dude. I am not in the industry, which is fascinating. Is I'm I might be considered in the industry with what I do with big pine, like getting to go to a lot of these festivals and talking to people in the industry, right. But at the same time, I feel very disconnected from them, because the, I've and I'll say it on every one of these podcasts. I hate comedians. I love you guys individually. In a group, I want to like sack tap all of you not like fun time but like just punch you like stop what are you doing why are you being like that quit it and it's not a real feeling it's a it's like an urge that's the best way i can describe it
0: right it's
2: not healthy but y'all on a personal level are fantastic some of us. That's accurate. Who don't you like? like? Tell me. Where, um, to, oh, can, <laughs> where to begin? <sighs> Ooh, no, I'm just trying to bring out negative Steve. I liked I liked roast Steve when he used to come out to drink and joke. I think so. Okay, so let me throw that out there. How about I'm gonna tell I'm gonna Nate if you're listening, and Steve if you're interested. I think. You should give a headlighting spot to Negative Steve where all he does is roast everybody. No. And make it a roast show. A uh, Negative Steve roast show.
0: I'm doing a negative... Well, I'm, I'm working on a Negative Steve roast show. I have, uh... I'll, I'm turning 50 in, in March. So I'm working on trying to get a roast. Because why the hell not? That's what you do.
2: Can I be on the dais?
0: <sighs> not sure.
2: I'm working on... <laughs> Oh, man, the hubris of that. Hey, can I be on that? Hey, let, let me come roast you. When When is this happening? Early March. Okay.
0: Y'all hear that? It's going to be a show out there. At we some point, somewhere, maybe. If I get up off my ass and do something about it. There, I think there's a lot of places that would host something like that. Yeah, well, I was talking to Micheletti, <coughs> and he had a few ideas. So yeah, I just need to get up off my ass and actualize. Yeah, is that like uh, the the secret? I think so. I just need to uh, put it on my vision board, mm-hmm. and then sit back and wait for something to happen. <laughs> That's hilarious you say that. I was talk
2: I was just talking about that, and another. Cheesy Pete. Mr. Negative Steve.
0: Right. Well, what is the difference between a vision board and your Amazon wish list?
2: It's a good question. I don't know. So uh, that stuff you buy, I guess. Like what it, shouldn't your vision board not necessarily be like materialist things or are, is that is that what's on a vision board? I have no idea. I don't yeah, have me a either. vision board. Pinterest? Do you got a I'm Pinterest?
0: have a Pinterest. I rarely, uh, Pinterest is for recipes.
2: Is it? I thought it was for building things with pallets. Oh, well, I don't have access to pallets, so... Oh, everybody has access to pallets. You can get that shit anywhere. It's like a couch. You need a couch? What's that, uh, what's that comic that does that bit? Somebody, you're adulting when you buy a couch. You can find a couch. Oh, man, I gotta pee. Son of a bitch. I'm gonna go over here. All right. I'll just edit it out. Edited it out. Yeah. Sorry. You believe in that shit, the Illuminati shit?
0: No. No? Yeah. But I enjoy reading about it.
2: Really? Can I still oh no I got mine. In what like to what capacity?
0: Like I really enjoyed reading like books and and, and, and pamphlets and shit from conspiracy theorists back when they were just kind of uh, amusing nutballs. But now, like, there are too many of them and they're gotten scary.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> I read right there with so, you.
0: I used so to. So, like, s- now, it's like, I like, I kind of miss the good old days of, um, of, of who really killed JFK because that was pretty harmless.
2: <laughs> uh, kind of. Because if you. Because that's the problem with that one, is if you get too deep in that, you start getting into the whole, like, the whole government, man, it's all connected, and they're all evil.
0: But you're not liable to take a gun into a pizza shop because you think there's a celebrity pedophile ring there.
2: That's accurate. Or it is, man, it gets people to do wacky shit, compounds... The I don't... I, th- I don't know what it is about where it's, like, escalating. I think it's because... In actuality, we're too dumb to know the difference between, like... Some stuff is... Just because somebody said it doesn't make it true. Right. Stories, people's stories of things don't make them necessarily true. They're fun. And they're fun, like... I have stories about things that have happened to me, and I don't even know what they are. And people speculate on those for me, and I'm like, yo, I'm not even saying that. I don't know what happened. Right. Like, But other people want to fill in those gaps. So then it must mean that it's this, and it goes to this, and you're like, whoa, now. Calm down. Calm down. Cool it. And we have way too many people on YouTube right now filling in all those gaps.
0: right. Yeah. That is uh the great promise of the internet was that everybody would get a voice and the the great downfall of the internet is that everybody uses that voice. <laughs>
2: uh Is that a great downfall though? I think it I think it's good. I think it's uh everybody should be allowed to be heard and everybody should be heard because it's a you know me and my brother talked about this coming back from snowflake was like i don't want you to silence racists i want them to be able to be out in the open because i need to know who they are as far as I'm concerned like dude feel free to be openly racist because I want to know exactly who you are I don't need you to be quiet closet send them back into the the trenches no man come 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 be out and openly racist I I would like to I know where to keep away from and we can kind of all as a society put you where you need to be
0: right yeah I yeah it's you but know. I don't
2: like that we have racism you know what I mean in a perfect society in a perfect world there wouldn't be any racist I wouldn't right. we wouldn't be dealing with that <coughs> but in a perfect society we wouldn't have anything to fucking make fun of we wouldn't have anything to fucking
0: yeah no a perfect society would be fucking boring um but I would settle for a mostly perfect society
2: yeah how about we? You
0: know, just enough shit, uh, just enough shit to uh, make it a little scary. Not enough shit to make it uh, bad shit crazy.
2: What if? What if? We, all right, that'll be the last question we end on. If you, if it was your mostly perfect, little bit of bad shit crazy, like utopian society, describe it.
0: Oh. Uh... Much like now, but less centralized I guess um, i I don't have a problem with with capitalism and the corporate structure. I would just like to see the corporate structure broken up into more of fewer power mm-hmm. um, when it, it, it's, I, I like the idea of competition, but when you get you know these monolithic you know Microsoft's that kind of control huge sections of something.
2: Well, and then you start dealing with, like, oligopolies where you have, like, Mac and PC, where they can just work with, and, right, you know, you right. have cable companies and satellite. that sort and, of and, thing.
0: And, and, and I do appreciate, you know, Mac and PC is a good example. I do appreciate um, that you... Do, that I, I think what has propelled the PC industry was when people could stop having to make decisions about building a PC and how many, you know, bits and bobs when they could just go to a big box store and buy a PC. Right. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. that was, building but, your perfect system. Oh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, it just, um, I don't know where the line would be because at some point I do like the collectivism and having some kind of standard, and, but uh, not to the point where everything is one or the other. So, where is the, the balancing act? I don't know if that made any sense. I mean, it does. It, makes it sense didn't, in it, my head.
2: I mean, it sounded very diplomatic, but it didn't sound uh, as much like a utopian society that I was thinking of. Like, I guess if. I <laughs> to be like Burt Kreischer in my own podcast. Let me, let me give you an example of how, how I would do this game. Uh, so, my utopian society would be something like um, a little bit of fallout. Like, I want, I kind of want, I don't necessarily want all of us to be in poverty and squirrel, but like, I kind of want to see everything go back. I, we, I feel like we need a reset. And I don't think we're gonna get like a uh, a choice in that. I think we're gonna be kind of taken care of by the planet on that one. Um, and it's gonna be a lot of rich people that are gonna survive that. On the other hand, there's gonna be a lot of other people that are just savages that can right. survive the wastelands. So not necessarily utopian, but that's kind of that's a world I've always wanted to see on the other hand uh zombie apocalypse um that's another one but i don't want to see i don't know if i necessarily want to live through it i kind of want to just be a part of like the initial outbreak or a alien um alien invasion if however we were going for like utopian style societies i would probably look more into something like um Star Wars, Old Republic style. Um, okay. A little bit like I want. I want space. I want space involved. I think when there is, and there, the intergalactic. Like, I like the idea. Star Trek. You know what? That's it. That's what I was looking for. I want to be my utopian society. I want to be and a part of and see the moment in society that Jean-Luc Picard talks about in First Contact where he says uh, we no longer valued money, but valued the collective of exploring the stars. Okay. And I want to be a part of that that change in moment in history where everybody goes, yo we gotta, we gotta get off this rock and we're gonna build a giant ship and we're taking everybody and we're gonna go warp speed.
0: Alright, yeah, I just... federation looks like that would be a good alternative. Um, I never really considered utopian societies, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really think it's, uh... Yeah, uh, man, man is not perfect, so utopia is kind of right. not achievable.
2: Unless we unlock our third eye, bro. Yeah. Just gotta line your shocker and chi, man.
0: Uh, not so much on the chi. Not so much. You're
2: not not, n- not feeling the chi, bruh.
0: Not not big into the chi. I think I might have a chi uh, to- an intolerance. Chi makes me break out into hives. Chia? chi. If I feel the cosmic energy and <laughs>
2: uh gives That's me a rash.
0: <laughs> Lined up my chakras, feeling my chi, got a got a
2: rash going on.
0: I like that. I might use that.
2: You know what's hilarious? I've had the last three guests I've had on here have all had one moment that they're like, oh, I'm writing that into a bit.
0: Right. That's what we do. And
2: it's usually at the very end there. Royer and I uh I I was like I have the solution to to mass shooters and suicide. Those people that need to like get it out of their system. That mass shooter guy get somebody that needs to that wants to go. Right and doesn't have the balls to, like, pull the trigger themselves. Like, you need it, you're not gonna, you're not gonna live a wonderful life after that. We're gonna put you in a jail cell. Or, if you're gonna be one of those, like, mass shooters that's, like, you wanna kill somebody and then off yourself, we'll just have somebody in line right after that. After you shoot somebody, there's somebody else that's gonna take you out. So... You're not going to... We're not going to keep you around. Going to go ahead. Right. Taxpayers, we're going to spend a bullet on that. That psycho son of a bitch is also going to go out. We're going to go ahead and we're just going to get them out of here, too. Like, I, I don't want to say, like... I, yeah, no, that's, that's what we talked about. And Royer's like, I'm going to write that into something. That's a great idea. I'm like, that's... I don't know about that, dude.
0: It was, I think, Bill Hicks had a bit about... um uh, having a service for for like either suicidal or end of life patients uh, to uh, appear in action films. It's like, yeah, you know, Granny has terminal cancer. Granny would yeah. be honored to be kicked off a mountainside in a Chuck Norris movie,
2: right? Have them like insert them as the stunt doubles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anything you want to promote? You're looking um, like you're looking like you're getting pretty. Uh, Time to wrap it up. It's about yeah. an hour and a half in. Anyways. Okay,
0: yeah, I think uh, that's about all I have to say on any topic. What I, I'm doing? Um, all your favorite game shows on uh, Saturday at two thirty, at the green green room at uh, Big uh, Bur, uh, Big Pine, sorry. And um, I'm very bad with my own my own plugs. Uh, September twenty sixth, I'm doing the uh, the roast of the opioid epidemic. Um, and I will have details on that on my, uh, on my Facebook page. You said
2: the roast of the opioid epidemic? Yeah.
0: Um, I've been a series of roasts as fundraisers where they've been roasting um, abstract concepts. Okay. So the last one was uh, the roast of depression. <laughs> okay. So this gotcha. one is the roast of the opioid epidemic.
2: Gotcha. Um, I've been shouting out uh, Big Pine, so I'll, 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 I'll bump yours up at the top.
0: Yeah, uh, All Your Favorite Game Shows is a ton of fun.
2: You said it's at 2 on Saturday at the Green Room? 2
0: or 2.30 at the Green Room.
2: Cool. And again, as always, folks, you'll see me there because I'm the audio guy. So, as always, I don't know how to wrap this shit up. (laughs) Lizard Man out.
0: Uh, Reptilian out. All All right.
2: Dependent variable.
1: Trying good, I was hurting up the whole way. Put a gold at, baby. a gold at, baby. a dough at, baby. In the bank, you know I ain't tryna to blow that, baby. We gon' say that, money. We gon' say that, money. We gon' say that, money. What we don't gon' say that, money. The red gang got it all wrong. We ain't about to go spend money just to flex on it. We ain't really got a liar. Yeah. I'm a type of motherfucker that'll check the check, do the math, I ain't never getting robbed. Those margaritas not going on my car. I ain't about to split a damn thing for convenience sake. I'm at the restaurant working that way Hold you ain't heard a little day, young elder Jew Biz Major. Fuck, you know about the world he raised it I've been saving money since a motherfucker 13. I wear the same pair of jeans every day sandwiches homie two stamps away book flight December but I leave in May drugs are generic but still work the same I get logins for Netflix for my cousin Greg. Greg Me, I put that rod in them. All of them bitches actin' thoughtless, I disregard them All of them bitches actin' holy, ain't got no God in them I can teach lil' niggas somethin' like a preacher I can take his ass to the church, fishin' hell no peace I can make his ass burp like a baby without I don't he I get Quan, what, is, what does this have to do with saving money, though? You know what? A full verse would've been too expensive anyways tra- 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 I ain't parkin' at a less than me homie. Hair cut several months in between, homie. Hit the motherfuckin' lights when I leave, homie. Single plot, TP, ass lead, Airbnb, the motherfuckin' least I'm never dare. I'm out in Cali, why the fuck my company in Delaware? And happy hour, taking out a chicken, I don't even care. Now the plaster, both dating and wings. Madness phone bill got the motherfucker fam on it. 401k rolling over bands on it. Copper sweaters in the summer when the sale on The fuck you rappers bragging about you overpaying for it. a ball with a cover low thread count hard with the covers free trial memberships doubt i never joined the shiz doubt fuck you think this is doubt We've been flying like a motherfucking finch though. General style, half a dozen on the stick, just so I can wet the appetite a bit. What you talking about, my AC? Never doing nothing, blow fans though. Walgreens, bar shopping, all the off brands though. Boy, go hard when collecting, goddamn. Save every motherfucker roach, try smoke, check the clothes in my drawers. I ain't playing around, it's LD, little boy, Mr. Hand Me Down. My dirty drawers getting worn, can you blame me now? You think I got 450 up and corners only? Well, I fucking don't. Hey, if you're at a restaurant and got a iced coffee and a the waiter, then we're that without a word of caution And you get your fucking bill
0: and you can see you double charge it for the coffee And you told him there's a problem, sing along like, oh Don't double charge me for that
1: Don't double charge me, we like, oh Don't double charge me for that Don't do it to yourself, cause I might just ask What the ice cube's worth? What the ice cube's worth? That's the only differentiator making this a non-free perk And I might make work more difficult for you than it need be So think about it, take a minute, let it breathe be But think about it, bro, you saw me get the burger with the bacon on the side After looking at the price of the side of just bacon And comparing that to what the difference in the cheeseburger Versus the bacon cheeseburger, wasn't making my decision I would hate to be the waiter trying to tell me something different I'ma get on Yelp in a minute and review this piece of shit Place like only a kite know how Unless you take the extra coffee off, I might get loud Unless you, oh, it was just an accident You didn't even mean to—you didn't even—that was—that's so—I'm so embarrassed.